What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have a special guest that I'm sure you have seen years back on MTV's The Challenge. He is also a personal trainer. He is the owner of Strong New York. He is a huge fitness advocate, and he is changing the game. Please help me welcome Kenny Santucci. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have a special guest. He's all the way in the Big Apple. He's the man of New York. This guy's a legend. He runs the fitness scene. He's been on reality shows and challenges. Please help me welcome Kenny Santucci. What's up, my brother? What's up, my dude? How are you? I'm doing great, man. How's everything? Yeah, how's uh how, how's the South? Fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hot. It was like 105 the other day. <laughs> Sweating well, balls. Let's get down to the, let's get down to the real brass tacks. How, how are the gyms? What's the, what's that world like? What's the scene? Uh, I mean, everything's been, everything's been open. You know, everyone's got to wear a mask inside the gym, you know, yeah. which is fine. At least they can, they can enter, but, uh, you know, it's still so fucking stupid. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So stupid. I actually you know, but I actually heard the other day some what was it? What gym was it? Some lady fainted. Oh, I don't. She was that. lifting. She fainted, and they said that thank God that the spotter was there because um, if not, the fucking weights would have just collapsed on her. Gentlemen, I have a question. Do you really think a fucking piece of cloth over your mouth is saving anybody? Uh no, no, no. Okay, glad we're all on the same page. With that. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so stupid. Yep. Don't so fucking stupid. take our video down to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> no, November fourth. Nobody else will ever have to wear a mask. They're gonna again. be like, "This is false information." Yeah, they're gonna flag us for sure on that one. Oh well. I just I've never, never in American history has it been so many people just denying the truth. I mean, everyone's got their yeah. their own preconceived notion on what they want to believe, right? And. Well, and that's what's crazy is that people are buying into it. Like you're getting somebody's pissing on your leg and they're telling you it's raining. You're like, oh, my God, it feels so good. It's so ridiculous. Well, it's, well, my thing like no my thing is no like what happened? Sorry, man. What happened to like the the American ideal of like figuring out what you want to fucking do and not have exactly. anyone tell like who yep. who make who, you know, came up with the decision that, you know, Fauci and Trump or whoever, right, is going to be the one that tells us what we should do with our fucking lives. Like, never in American history has it been like that. I, can, I compare it to the seatbelt thing, right? If I don't wear a seatbelt in the car, the only motherfucker I kill is myself, right? And everybody's saying, like, they put this burden on you and they say to everybody that, like, you have a responsibility to other people to save their lives. If I have my mask on, I believe this is saving me, right? What does it matter, right? What, who am I saving, right? If I if I believe this is saving me, then I have it on. I don't need to worry about what everybody else is doing. And if I'm in that much fear of going outside, then I shouldn't go outside, right? Shouldn't I have the choice to do what I want? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. It's one of those. It's one of those things where 
It's uh to me it's just you know seeing where everything going it's just a way of control. You know, it's a way of control. The, the sad part is that you're watching good people fail and businesses fail and money being lost and it's it's a sad state right now. We're in a real shitty space. Well, there's no and there's no plan like I know, you know, you're in New York City and De Blasio just came out and they asked him like, "Well, what's your plan?" to to reopen indoor restaurants and he's like well we don't have any plan in the short term like what the fuck what do you mean you don't have a plan in the short term it's your whole job to have a plan short term long term in the in the middle like you don't have any fucking solution other than like we're just gonna let you know riots occur and you know we're gonna pander to specific groups that we think are gonna help us get back into office you know after re-election like what what are you doing what are you doing yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it, it's it's a sad state because you know I have friends, buddies of mine who actually are right across the street. They have a gym and they dump their life into that. You know, years years of you know working their asses off and money and time and I feel so bad for them because right now they're just struggling trying to just stay afloat. And yeah, it's not going to happen. Now, especially that. Okay, even if money's made right barry's boot camp equinox a lot of these gyms are based on and bars restaurants they're based on uh table turnover and volume at the bar and volume in a classroom if there's no volume if you limit the volume to 33 percent, the business model no longer makes sense so you you should tell them one or two ways like hey listen we're going to be shut till december and that you have no chance of survival, and then people could just pack it in. Or you say, hey, listen, if people want to come in, it's at their own risk. Like everything else. I go skydiving, it's at my own risk. I go surfing, it's at my own risk. Everything we do, we have a 33% chance of dying every time you walk outside your house. Get hit by a car, fall into a sewer, get shot, whatever it is. The chance of you getting this virus right now is less than one percent. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it goes back to that point, right? It's like making your own decisions. Like you mentioned, if you're fearful that you're going to uh, contract the virus, then don't go to the places where you think you're going to contract it. But the fact mm-hmm. that Walmart, Home Depot, you know, the grocery stores, they're all open, you know, and you, you can safely, you know, dis- socially distance and, and, you know, wear your mask and do all the things in those places, even though everyone's touching everything in there. Yep. Yeah. But you can't but you can't go into a gym that's going to help you be healthier. That's going to be sanitized the second you put the weights down. You can't do that. Yep. Can't do that. But you can go into you can go into Publix down and, here and, and touch all the fruit. And another one, you know, you, you hear on the news, it's. More masks, more sanitizers, more yeah, this. Yeah. Where's the where's the Why? where's the more health? Where's the go go what? work out? Go sleep. Go that's you know what I don't, what, that's what I don't get. We diminish this thing, we we flatten the curve. Why are now we implementing more rules? Like what sense does that make? And Josh, to your point, to your point, I said the same thing. I go week three, I'm at Whole Foods. There's two homeless guys in front of me, finger fucking everything in sight. They're not uh, clearly not buying anything. They're touching all the fruit, all the vegetables. I'm more worried about getting whatever the fuck they have all over their hands than getting coronavirus. Now, I was about to say that. <laughs> and I, I, I'm looking around and I'm seeing like these overweight people work at Whole Foods and like Walmart and all these other stores. And I go, 
well, I'm in way better shape than they are. And I'm in way, I'm way healthier than they are. If they're not getting it, being in this store with thousands of people coming through a day, lines out the door for people to come through, are they less of a risk than I am? Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to go and live my life and do what I need to do. And if you don't want to be around me, if you think I'm this like ball of radiation, then stay the fuck away, you know? And that's what everybody should do. You should have the choice from day one. We should have had the choice. If you are scared or you're uh, one of these people who's, uh, who's on the, the brink of falling apart, then stay home, but let the healthy people fucking thrive and do what we need to do. Right. Well, and the thing too, is like, you know, in order for you to be as healthy as you are, you had to make a ton of sacrifices, right? You had to, you had to put, you had to delay your gratification, right? Whether it be through your diet, right? With going out to restaurants or your, your exercise, right? You had to sacrifice that time in order to make it to the gym and put in the work just because other people decided not to take that route in life. Now mm-hmm. people like us and you, we have, and our clients, right. We all have to suffer, you know, because of it. And my biggest problem is that everyone talks about all of the deaths that have happened in America, but no, especially compared to places like, you know, Japan or South Korea or, you know, Germany. It's like, what is really the underlying reason behind that? It's the fact that we have a major problem with lifestyle, uh, 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 health problems, right? Like yeah. obesity, yep. you know, heart disease, yep. uh, type two diabetes, like all these things are caused by your lifestyle for the most part. So because you decided to be lazy and not, and not, you know, find the right Avenue for yourself in order to be healthy, it's really not that complicated to just be relatively healthy. You don't need to be the fittest people in the yep. country. Like some of us are, but you can be healthy by making the right choices that are pretty simple to make. Yep. When- when I shit on people about that, right? If you're willing to help yourself, I got your back 100%. If yeah. you're trying, I got your back 100%. But if you're unwilling to try, if you're one of these massive overweight people and you have a mask on, all right, I would worry about the 50,000 yep. shitty decisions you made up to that point than worrying about a mask. Yep. Because Amen. At that, you've made so many deci- bad decisions after bad decisions on a daily basis on a daily basis, you probably don't sleep well. You're probably depressed. It all stems from the fact that you have no accountability and you have no sense of uh, responsibility. And I think that's what's wrong with the country now today, too, is that nobody's accountable. Yep. Somebody does something wrong, right? Oh, well, it's because it is. It's because that. No, Point the finger. The price. The, I grew up with consequences to everything I did, mm-hmm. you know, and people who didn't do that, right? don't understand that. I realized at 13 years old, I was a fat kid. I was like, if I don't take care of myself, I don't eat better. If I don't work out, then no one's going to do it for me. Yep. So if I could realize that as a 13 year old, I could guarantee that people could realize that at 25 or 35 or 55. Yeah. You know, you're, you're speaking our language. I mean, Amen. two, two former fat kids right here. Yep. So, yeah. And then that's the thing, like, it goes back to that laziness and people also too, they just want to point the finger to whatever is the easiest, easiest way yep. out, you know? And it's just like, look, I had an experience. It was actually here coming up in our building. Um, you know, I was in the parking garage. I think I had told you. Um, and I was literally, I had stuff in my hand. My car was right there and we're in the parking garage. I'm going to the elevator. As I'm going to the elevator, I have my mask in my hand because I have so much shit and I'm about to like start getting ready to put my mask in this lady's like, Hey, yeah. sir. And I'm like, Hey, 
you know, you're supposed to wear your mask. And this is overweight, overweight woman, you know, not crazy obese, but overweight. And it's just like, you know, you're, you're doing an injustice. And I'm just like, please, please don't continue. Like the, the last thing you want me telling you is please look at yourself first, you know, and it's not being in a mean way, but it's like you're saying like you've done so many other awful steps for yourself, regardless yeah. of what your situation is to then try to blame me that it's going to be my prop. My it's going to be me, the fault of why somebody or, or I would get sick because exactly. I didn't have my mask on for a few seconds, walking to the elevator from my, from a parking garage. And yeah, an open parking garage, open parking garage. So it's like, you know, give me a break, you know, give me a break, like check yourself first, you know, before anybody talks to like, check yourself first and actually check how healthy you are first. Yeah. And that's what I say. It's like, if everyone was more accountable for themselves, if everybody, instead of talking about what everybody else is doing, just worried about themselves. And I think we'd have a lot less issues. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a, it's a disassociation from personal, personal blame, right. That really steers people in the wrong direction and, and makes them look at the world. Like, you know, everything's out to get them. Whereas if you, if you take accountability for it, it's like, okay, you know, I'm in control of my life. Mm-hmm. I can make the decisions that I want to make that I feel are best for me. And like you said previously, right. If you think, I mean, we live in Miami, you know, tons of people are still down here partying. I don't go to those fucking parties yeah, because yeah. I might be at risk of getting sick, you know? So mm-hmm. I just avoid those and I don't, yeah. don't hang out with those people during that time. You want to hang out with me one-on-one? That's fine. But I'm not going to go to a fucking warehouse rave, you know, with 400 people in it. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what kills me. It's like, you know, some of that stuff, it, they'll be the same people who are one day protesting the next day they're at a rave getting all screwed up and stuff. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I think the narrative needs to change and we need to, you know, program people to take more, uh, you know, kind of self-awareness and more accountability of what they're doing on a daily basis. You know, when I was fat, I used to get a tortured, right? Whether it was in high school, college, didn't matter. And when I got made fun of, I knew, I never thought, oh my God, that person's so mean. Yeah. I thought I gave them reason to say that. That was my fault. Right. And if people started to look at the world that way, why'd someone say this? Why did this person do this? And if it's the simple answer that they're a jerk off and that's why they said it, right? When somebody says something about, you know, a disability or somebody's race, that's just ignorant shit. That yeah, you you're, can just just an, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, that you're just a jerk off at that point. But when you're doing something wrong, right? Or I look a certain way or I did something, right? If I go out and wear, you know, uh, a costume and I'm dressed like Batman, and people are like, oh, he's an idiot. I'm like, oh, I chose to wear the costume I like. Oh, who cares? <laughs> right. Right. I'm overweight. I give somebody the, the reason to say that to me. Right. I'm not making the right decisions for myself. And when, like you were saying before, I don't look at lifting weights and training and working out every day as, oh my God, I want to be just aesthetically pleasing. Obviously, yes, that's the cherry on top of the cake. But as I get older, I want to be able to move well. I want to be able to get out of my own way. I want to be able to play with my nieces and nephews. I want to be able to create better circulation through my body. So I don't feel as stiff in the morning. Like all these things, there's, I say, there's no downside to working out, to training, to being healthy. 
you know, and when we encourage people to make bad decisions, oh, well, she's just a bigger girl. It's like, yeah, there's people who are bigger bone. There are people who are natural athletes who yep. just built a certain way. And then there are fucking people who are fat. Yeah. You know? And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something that, uh, that bothers the shit out of me. And it bothers me when you get companies out there and don't get me wrong. It's not because heck, you know, everybody needs to have clothing line or apparel line, but I hate those apparel companies that they promote. Oh, it's okay to be triple X wear this clothes. It's okay to feel comfortable in your own skin. No, that's not okay. Hey, yes, there has to be clothes for everybody. Cause there's a starting point. Hey, this is where you are now. This is you, where you need to be. So now we're going to move you forward so you can be over here. But it's not to keep somebody over here so that way you can keep selling them fucking clothes. That's triple quadruple X because you just want to make money from them. And then you're promoting this fake uh, promotion on, oh, no, it's okay to feel comfortable in your skin. And that's a fucking problem. Well, it's also bullshit, right? It's yeah. like you telling someone like, oh, you should feel comfortable being a 3X. Like there's no fucking way that it is comfortable no. to be 3X. No way. There's no way. So we've all been. So you're nope. setting someone up for failure automatically because you're telling them that they should feel comfortable that way, and it's in fucking possible to feel comfortable yep. at 300 pounds. And we were fat boys, so we can say this shit. Yeah. And I, dude, I felt the same way. There was not a day that I felt comfortable in my own skin when like, I hated putting, it. putting on my pants felt like shit. Walking into a restaurant felt like shit. I felt like everybody's watching me because I'm here. I am this fat slob shoveling shit down my throat. Yep. Like I love you. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was one of those people. Even now, I still think like, oh, my God, is everybody watching me? But what we were saying before, you know, I was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day, and they're like, oh, you're doing pretty good in the city. You're running classes. You're doing private. I'm doing everything I could because, again, I know if I don't do it for myself, no one's going to fucking do it for me. Yep, I'm not sure. waiting government to fucking send me a check i'm not waiting for anybody to fucking give me a handout i need to go and do it myself so Amen. i started somebody's like oh well, it's going to be great for you i go no everybody needs to win and when i mean everybody i mean everybody fucking needs to win everybody needs to be a winner and that's the mentality that we need to create because that's how the american dream stays alive yep. when people know that if they take a chance if they work hard if they bust their ass that's why everybody fucking came here was because they knew they had an opportunity if they succeed and they push hard enough then they will win that's why and you get these schools who hand out eighth place awards and yeah, it's fucking so turning all these kids into little pussies bro and it's just like guys we used to melt my step my sister's father and i used to melt down her participation trophies in front of her like listen yeah. throw that in the burning barrel because it means it's meaningless here's what people don't realize and we're starting to see that crumble of civilization right now is that well people are like well i don't want to exploit people like, they'll look for every excuse but if you're willing to take the risk if you're the guy taking the risk if you are winning Right. And everyone else around you, it's just like your circle of friends. If all my friends are winning, then it's going to make me want to win more. And if everybody starts to adopt that mentality that you can win, if you open up a restaurant, you make the best food and you curate the restaurant, it looks beautiful. People will eventually come. If you create the best gym and the best environment, people want to be there. People right. want to be around other people. And if you create an environment in a situation where people feel loved, accepted, comfortable, and have a good time, then you will succeed. And if more people start to succeed, then everybody wins because everybody has more money. Right. Yes, it's a long shot. But so is this fucking idiot mentality that like everybody's equal. No, the people who are equal are the people who are trying. Yep. Right. If you're 
what the fuck are you doing? You're wasting everybody's time and your own. Well, I think I think the the whole idea of American prosperity, right, has shifted from uh, equal equal opportunity to now people want equal outcome, and those two are are very very different. You know, very very different. It's like I yeah. tell people all the time: the moment you're born into this world, you know, you're not born deserving anything. You know, you have to no. go out and earn no. it. You know, you have to go earn your stripes. You have to go make your living and you need to make that happen for you. Now, are different people born in different opportunities? Of course, but that's how it is. And that's what makes yeah. people unique it, going down their path in their journey of, of self-growth. But at the end of the day, nobody's born equal. And it, and, it, yeah. and it has nothing to do with, oh, you know, throwing out anything with race. Hey, look, at the end of the day, yes, we're all humans. We're born as humans. We're equally as humans. But the way that we go about our life is not equal. The way that we produce is not equal. The way that some people are more successful than others is not equal. And, you know, at the end of the day, if somebody's busting their ass off, why should this guy who's being lazy have everything you have? Does it make sense? People see like people who are winning and people who are doing well. Right. And it's, it's inside of us. It's, it's this want inside of us to be like, Oh my God, fuck them. They have everything. They, you got to think if they got to that point, then there's a reason why they're there. There's a reason why they're winning. And you know, you can't shit on somebody like that. You got to use them as a beacon to be like, Oh shit, I could get there too. If I bust my ass, you know, some of the guys I surround myself with or the guys who've come and spoken at strong and done stuff. I want to be around those people. They make me fired up. They make me want to be better because I've seen what they could do. And now I'm like, well, I'm going to take what they did and make it my own, you know, mm-hmm. because you have to, and that's how innovation happens. And that's how growth happens. And that's how you become better. Right. As soon as you throw your fucking hands up in the air and be like, I can't do it. I just told my client this morning, he's like, I put weight on the bar and he's like, oh, I can't. We just got done talking about alpha males, right? And he's like, Ken, you're like an alpha male, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't give, I don't give a fuck about that. I just do me. I, I do what I want to do. And I go, you know why you'll never be an alpha? I go, because most alpha males never say the word can. Yep. You try, try, try. And if you fucking try 10 more times and fail, you try again. So I go, I've lost 100 times. I've lost two gyms now. I've lost, you know, tons of fucking money. I've lost tons of opportunities. It doesn't mean I'm going to give up, right? I'm going to keep doing it. If you care about what you're doing or you're trying to do something, you will succeed if you fully focus on what you're trying to do. Yep. Well, it's, it's coming, you know, it's, it's the two different mindsets that, you know, unsuccessful people have and successful people have, right? People who are, her, who are perpetually successful, right? The people who aren't successful in life, they come from that scarcity mindset of, you know, there's a hundred percent of the pie. And if Kenny, you take 20%, then that only means that there's 80% left for me to be able to pick from. Whereas, you know, if you come from a, a, an abundance mindset, it's like, okay, well, there's way more than a hundred percent of the pie. There's always an opportunity for me to find the avenue. It might be the same way that you became successful, Kenny. It might be the yeah. same way Mendez became successful, or it might just be my own individual way of finding finding the ways in the in the opportunities that I can take in order to build my own path through life. Yeah. Well look at look at who different people inspire, right? At the same time, some of the greatest athletes and some of the greatest entertainers lived all around the same time, right? I look at wrestling and I'm like, oh, nobody's better than Hulk Hogan, right? And then somebody like Stone Cold came along and you're like, oh my God, he (laughs) captured a different audience and Uh inspired more people. I relate everything to wrestling just because I was a huge fan. But the same thing with like Michael Jordan, 
Nobody yeah. ever is like, there'll never be another Michael Jordan. Here we are 10 years later or 20 years later. And everybody's like, oh my God, LeBron James, there'll never be another LeBron James. It's like, they're great athletes and great people. And you don't know what audience you're going to touch, right? Mm-hmm. Think about clothes, right? Ralph Lauren, Nike, right? Oh, there'll never be another Nike. And there's Reebok and there's an Under Armour. Like think of like all these brands or uh, social media people. Oh, he already did that. Okay. Well, there's this guy who does this and he does it just as good, if not better. And there's this girl who does this and she does that. So unless you're willing to try, you'll never know because there's so many fucking, there's no shortage of people in this world and there's no shortage of, you know, authenticity, right? Yeah. If people just did what they believed in and did what they wanted to do, then they'd inspire a whole new slew of people. And that and that all goes back to you know it's it's it has to do with that mindset and also to the like you said who are you surrounding yourself with you know and yeah and you know and even at your home you know sometimes there's cases where hey you know if you need to remove yourself from your own home and your own family so you can get the right mindset then that's the fucking thing you got to do yeah I've know? had to do I mean you could talk to my family they'll yeah. tell you right dude. I didn't you know I didn't talk to my mother for like a year and a half almost two years dude I got like, I, I gotta was step back. You know, I got to do my, my own shit. My family right now, like, it's not working. My family's like, holy shit, you've changed. You're a completely different person. Like, oh, now you don't even care about us. Compl-. I was like, no, it's nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that I don't want to be in this negative household that's holding me back from thriving for greatness. It's it's so funny that you say that. I and I still love it. them and I still see them, but that's not that's not my core group of successful people. They're my, always going to be my family and I love them, but it's knowing how to understand at one point in life where you need to know, okay, Here's your family. Where can you separate yourself so you can keep winning, knowing that you still love them and you still see them, but that's not the people you're going to spend your certain successful moments and doing these amazing strives in your life with. It's going to be with these people over here that are lifting you up every day. Yeah, and that, that's what I say all the time because yesterday, just yesterday I had this argument with my mother, and she's like, I was talking about, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sign this lease for a new space and blah, 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 and I want to take a risk. And she's like, what if you lose it? I go, this is why I fucking can't be around you. And like, we had this big blowout. I go, because, and that's how my dad was. My dad passed away last year, but anything I did, I, I when I was on television, my dad's like, well, what if you lose on television? So I don't even go into shit being like, what if, of course it's in the back of my mind. Of course there's the, there's the chance of me losing, but I was explaining this to my nephew yesterday because he was with me and my mom and i was like if my goal is to get to that fucking door as fast as i possibly can all right all i focus in on is that door i've given a hundred percent of my focus to getting to that door as fast as possible but as soon as i look back or turn around for a second i've now taken that split second off my time and i don't want to think about the negatives i don't want to think what if i fail i don't want to think what if it doesn't work out if i fully focus on getting to that fucking door i'll get there as fast as i can and even if i lose at least i know i gave 110 yep. yep. and there's so many people who don't even attempt to do it and then they look back and they're like well oh, i didn't get to do that it's like cuz you didn't try motherfucker yep. yeah. you yep. didn't take don't tell me that like these guys, like these people were rich. It's like, yeah, they had opportunities and shit. There's a hundred people on the planet. Donald Trump, as much as people fucking hate him, Donald Trump's father gave him $10 million, right? How many people, how many people do you know who've won the lottery, who've lost $10 million, yep. who've been professional athletes? Mike Tyson, I love Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson over the course of his career lost like $300 million, right? 
You're not seeing his buildings with his name all the fuck over. So that's my, you can shit on the guy, but before he was president, everybody was like, well, he's the epitome of fucking, uh, he's been in 60 fucking rap songs and everybody looked at him as the epitome of, yeah. Does he do dumb shit? Obama said, Obama said he was the American dream. Yep. You know, it's like, he was looked at as like what Arnold Schwarzenegger, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, if you could sit down and have drinks with anybody, I'm like Arnold hands down Arnold, somebody like Arnold or the rock who came from nothing, who like they, they live in the world that I've admired my whole life, you know, the wrestling and action movies and all this shit. And like, just to pick their brain, because these guys are the epitome of what the, what I admire is there's that nonstop go, go, go attitude. You know, they they're at the, the pinnacle, the top, you know, n- there's not a guy on the planet and, you know, who, who's ever picked up a dumbbell before and doesn't know who Arnold is and doesn't love That's him right. for everything yep. you know, wanna, for guys like us. Well, and, and what happened to, you know, looking at the positive values that people have in their life and, and looking at, looking towards those for motivation and for inspiration instead of like, well, you know, Arnold was also the, you know, the governor of California and he did a couple of bad things. It's like, yeah, but he also fucking got them out of, you know, a financial, financial hardship to where they were profitable. You know, like you don't think about that. Think about how many people's lives he helped, you know, by making California a profitable state when he was governor. Like, yeah, he, you know, you might not agree with everything he did in his life, but all of the positives have helped so many people. Why don't we focus on those? My best friends, I was just saying, my mom, I love my mother to death. I would kill anybody for my mother. But do I agree with all her views on everything? No. Do I think she's an idiot for some stuff? Absolutely. And I told her yesterday, we had a huge argument about (laughs) it. You know, so it's like there's not one person on the planet that you 100% agree with. And you have to be able to. And Tony Robbins put it best. I went to a Tony Robbins thing and he's like, oh, he's this, he's that. Guy says a lot of smart shit. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, he's like, you got to blame responsibly. You know, you have to blame responsibly. That's a so good one. Yep. I my dad for all the shit that happened in my life. And I could be like, he didn't give me this. I didn't get that. Blah, blah. Or I could be like, because I didn't have that, it made me work harder for this. Yep. Because all the time. showed me the uh, a shit side of the world. It made me realize that. I don't want to be there and I want to go to this side. So it's blaming responsibly. So for all the shit that happens in your life, for all the negative stuff, Michael Jordan being the greatest basketball player, if he just grew up and he was a great basketball player and it didn't come, if it just came easy to him, he would have probably been a complete jerk off, you know, as a kid. But if it it wasn't for him getting cut off the high school team, the first first time he tried out. Almost every great athlete has that same story. How long did fucking Tom Brady ride the bench? And now he's, got to get better. I just got to get better. It's we compare everything to sports because it's, it's the physical, right? When I cross the finish line, when I did uh, the Ironman back in 2013, I remember crossing the finish line and having this like epiphany, right? This spiritual, like overtaking being like, Oh my God, if I could just for 15 fucking hours, I ran, I swam, I biked. I go, if I could do this physically, I can't imagine what I could do if I put my mind to something, right? Yeah. So when people are like, I can't do this. I I, I was born into a shit situation. So is fucking Oprah Winfrey. Yep. Yeah. So yep. is everybody. Yep. It's like, yeah. and everybody's like, oh, you can't just use that 1%. It's like, no, but at the same time, it does give you hope. Yeah. And without hope, we have nothing. So look to someone to inspire you to do something that you probably shouldn't do or yeah. couldn't do, but yeah. you no, do it anyway. 
and I'm going to put it best like this too. Like I tell people all the time, a lot of people complain about all these things all the time. And when I ask people, I'm like, look, would you ever trade your lifetime right now for your grandparents or great grandparents Fuck no. who yeah. went, who went through these wars, who had to fight in these wars, who had to struggle through these things. Who had to, and they'll say, no, hell no. Those were problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, those were yeah. problems. That's why we had less bullshit made up problems back then. Could yeah. you imagine the revolutionary war? This is what kills me about this country. There are so many people who stood on the front line, young guys, way younger than us, 18, 19, 20 years old, stood on the front lines, waiting to get their fucking head blown off by a cannonball so all of us could live here and bitch about shit and spray paint fuck 12 on a wall and stuff. Yep. There were billions of people who've died to make this country what it was. And the fact that we don't appreciate that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, so I grew up in upstate New York. I'm from like maybe 90 miles North of Syracuse and in the largest army base in the country, Fort drum is like 30 minutes from my hometown. Right. So I grew up, you know, very proud of our military, understanding the sacrifice that a lot of people have made. A couple of my cousins have served and come back and have been really fucked up from it. You know, really fucked up. Like they, they are not the same person, because they, they sure. went over to Iraq and they went over to Afghanistan, like they sacrificed who they were as an individual before they went over there in order to make sure that the rest of my family and all everyone else in this country that can thrive and can be the person they want to be can do so yeah. safely. Yep. You know, and now we're supposed to trash these people because, you know, they're making the ultimate sacrifice. Police officers are making the ultimate sacrifice. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, I couldn't imagine being a cop right now ever oh, being no. a we're going to have serious problems. We're having, yeah. we're going to have serious problems because we're not going to be able to get people to be cops. No. no. And, and the problem is the people act like, Oh, if there weren't cops, there weren't be crime. Oh, just send a I'm social like, worker. Just send a social yeah. worker to like a domestic violence case. Like, are you serious? Are you, this, this is the problem. It's like law and order was created because we can't fucking get along. Cause we're we savages. Lose. We're savages. <laughs> Clearly so look at, like, look at what's going on now. You know, it shows you, yeah. Like when there's when there's no law and order, you fall back yep. to how we were two hundred thousand years ago, where we were. I had a conversation Medieval with times. someone the other day. Like, you know, if I like, I would, you know, I, I really think that we were we were better off, like, you know, ten thousand years ago because we weren't we weren't fighting like this. I'm like, are you fucking Bullshit. stupid? So are you stupid? Back then, that I'm like, people were people were being murdered every single Hangies, minute of every day crossing. in the most brutal way po I'm like do you see guillotines just like l l walking down no. the street of New York City like no you yeah. don't those existed in the 1600s well people think like all these ideas are like new ideas this was evolution this is thousands of years of us being like this works this doesn't this works this doesn't and now we're at a point where we really don't have to worry about shit yep. anymore yep don't have to worry about where water's coming from because we took care of there's that. no we fight don't. or flight anymore yeah and and that's the thing it's like people are fucking soft like think about all these assholes who were like burning shit and breaking stuff and treating other people like shit it's like send them to war and let them see what the other side would be like let right. them fight. like if you want to if you want to cause chaos then you go there send them to where real chaos is yeah you know, where they don't choice and an option yeah yeah i mean you see i mean you know i'm not in i'm not in new york city but i, I would assume most of the people that are that are rioting and looting in in new york city come from the fucking long island and westchester suburbs you know from good wholesome families who are successful you know and they're like well my dad was rich and he's a fucking asshole to me so you know fuck the system man fuck the system yeah. but like, wait but wait I tear down I want, the patriarchy i want to still drive my mercedes yeah 
Yeah, I'm going to drive my Mercedes BMW. to the Nike store to kick in the fucking window and steal some shoes. Yeah, I, I still want I still want to tap into that well because I want to live nice too. Yeah, right? I want to tear down capitalism, but I'm going to fucking do it through my iPhone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what well, the fuck? It, it's somebody like like I mean I know this is a sensitive topic with a lot of people, but like Colin Kaepernick. Here's a guy. It's like he hates white America and he thinks he's half white. Yeah, he's half white, but he's adopted by a white white like, yeah. and and a wealthy one. Yeah. And I go, he's really never had a struggle in his life. No. He, a wealthy family. He's like, oh, I mean, well, you, you know, he me? went to Nevada and they were a trash football program. I guess <laughs> I, you could say that that's a struggle, but it just it, it kills me that like, here's a guy who's had it way better than I had. I mean, millionaire. He's a millionaire. Yeah. He's so a millionaire like, playing a fucking child's game. Yep. And that's what kills me is like when you hear these people that are, oh, my God, he's got it so hard. Fuck! I wish I had his heart. Yeah. Coats and yep. Fancy homes and sneaker Nike deals. ads. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Be fucking miserable. Yeah, dude. Well, it's and, insane. And you know what? What happened? What happened to the actual like glorification of people who are actually doing shit instead of you know? I mean, listen. Well, like, we all we kind were, of have some sort of celebrity, at, you know, to some extent. But I don't think any of us are looking, you know, for other people to be to look at us as like a moral high ground of everything in life. Like I don't consider, like I go to him for advice. I'll go to you for advice if I, if I, if I needed it, but I'm going to understand going into that, that like you're just another human being and your experiences and your advice might not be what I need to take. Like I love LeBron James. I think he does great, but I'm not turning to LeBron James for my advice. No, You know what I mean? Like, and if you're doing that, you need to really check your, your, your values and, and what you really believe is right, because, you know, for all LeBron's doing and, and all the great that he does in the world, doesn't do everything perfectly. No, no. And just think about, like, when you were 18 years old, how impressionable you are, how, like, you're still growing physically and, you know, emotionally and everything else. And at 18 years old, this guy's cashing $100 million checks. Yeah. 90 million. Hey, and all to him, nothing against that. I'll nothing against that. that. Kill it, dude. Right. But that's a completely different yeah. reality what we yep. grew up in, right? right? I, had, I was a security guard in downtown Newark at 17, 18 years old. I worked at a toll booth. <laughs> yeah. I was selling it, yeah. fireworks in high school. That's such a Miami thing to do, sell fireworks. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when you got a check for 200 bucks, you're like, oh, my God, I'm rich. You know, and I, I'm buying CDs and comic books, and here's this guy's got $90 million. It's like, yeah, I don't think he gets where I'm coming from. Yeah. No, nah, definitely not. Yeah, And that's the part that too, like, you know, a lot of uh, where it's like you hear guys come out and try to talk about these situations. It's like, but dude, you know, you, you, you know, certain, certain guys, and I'm not saying, look, LeBron, I know was born in, in a small, in a household and he had issues and stuff like that. But let's go afterward, you know, some of these things where, you know, it's like, like even now, I think he was being criticized for like, hey, dude, I, I thought you were all for this movement. I, where, where's the promotions on your jerseys? Where's the this? You know, and it's yeah. because obviously because of the money and this, he can't do certain things. And they're like, wait, but you're so for it, you know, and bashing on him. Why aren't you in the inner cities of Chicago and all this stuff where the real shit is happening? It's because, well, you might get shot if you go yeah. there, you know, and it's and and they'll tell him, well, this guy's not a real you know, a real one of us, you know, and that's, yeah. that's the truth. I mean, I have, I have conversations with my clients all the time. Like my, my hometown is a town of, you know, 1800 people like farm town, you know, very rural working class, like 
very low income. And my clients are like, well, you know, middle America is like this and middle America is like that. I'm like, you grew up in fucking Orlando. You have no idea what middle <laughs> America is like. Like you went from Orlando to New York, to, ta- to FSU, to New York City, to Miami. You have no fucking clue what it's like in middle America. You have no clue what it's like in Nebraska or the farm towns in New York. Like you have no idea what these people's mind is like, like with what their mindset's like, what their daily life is like. And you're going to sit there and, and try to tell me who grew up in that situation and now understands what it's like to be in a bigger city. You're going to sit here and try to explain to me what these people should be thinking and doing. Like you're insane standing up on your soapbox. Yeah. I, I think finding the right, I always talk about this, like finding the right people to follow, finding people who've, who've come out of shit or a similar situation to yours and have rose above the stuff, you know, like one of my biggest fans or one of my biggest idols is Joe Rogan. I love everything he does. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Newark, New Jersey. That's where I grew up. You know, he was, uh, super into, you know, martial arts and stuff like that. I grew up wrestling. He was a jujitsu guy. Um, you know, he was a TV host. I was doing hosting for a while. Like I, I went to improv for a while. He's a comedian. Like there's so many parallels and I'm like, man, if I really keep trying, there's hope. Here's a guy from my city and the way he lived and the way he was, I, I'm like, yeah, that could be me. If I, if I keep pushing, maybe one day I'll yep. be some, one eighth of what he is, you know? Yep. And look, and I'm going to tell you like all of what's going on, man, it's, it's all, a lot of it is show. And a lot of it is, is, you know, it's virtue with, with the election, you know, and you get guys like, you know, successful guys, like, look, like even you hear Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington, you know, yeah. and, and you even heard them. They're like, what issue, what issue are we going through right now? You know, Morgan Freeman came out, I think being interviewed on the news and they asked him, you know, the, the anchor was like, Hey, so what's your, what's your take on, on everything that's going on? He's like, you know, and, and, and all the, the racism stuff. And he's like, what racism? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah. if he goes, if this was such a, a huge issue, he goes, do you think I'd be a famous, you know, actor doing, being who I am? And do you think be, be an, uh, a top notch anchor in today's world if it was that big of an issue? And the same thing goes with, you know, what Denzel was saying, some of that stuff too, you know, and then, you know, these comes from guys, guys who you can tell their mind is on point on sharp and always trying to succeed for it. And it's just, it depends on, like you're saying, it, 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 it all goes to with who you associate with yourself with and, and what you're going to allow yourself to bring into your life, you know, and if, and and moving forward, you know, you just got to be able to understand that, you know, you need to put sh- all this shit aside. And at the end of the day, you got to work on you. Stop pointing the finger. Stop pointing at this, whether it's because of this, that, whatever the hell it is that you feel emotionally driven by. You got to sit back and say, you know what? Like, what the fuck have I done? You know, have I really yeah. fixed anything in myself first before I point the finger at anything else and say, you know what? Maybe it's my fault. Maybe this is why I haven't moved forward in my life. Maybe this is why I haven't succeeded in this area, whether it's weight loss or business or whatever the hell it is. But take a, a, a step back and just say, shit, am I going to ever point the finger myself? Yeah. You know, that's, and that's too. there's no accountability and everybody's a victim. And that recipe is disastrous. I mean, where do we, where do we go from here, Kenny? You know, like in your opinion, like, you know, where do you see things going? Is there a way that we can kind of shift not necessarily back to how things were, but into a, into a new era of of self acceptance and also you know self reliability, you know where where you rely on yourself to make shit happen for for yeah, for I, you and your family. I think there's you know I love the uh, the saying it's always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. You know I think we're gonna we're gonna see a shitty time period out. I hope it's not too long, but I'm sure it will be. Oh, it's gonna be chaotic um, after November fourth. 
Yeah, where where there needs to be some sort of renaissance here, and I think art and um, you know more positive thinking will arise from this, and I think it'll it's going to take disaster to for people to realize that. Um, you know, it's going to get pretty bad for everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a long time since we've had real bad shit happen in America. Been a very sure. long time. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's part of why things spiled up, you know, because everything was at its highest. You know, yeah. things well, were uh, most comfortable. It's every like 50, 60 years and we haven't had anything in a while. And, you know, I think we're, we're due for one of these situations. And um, but I think we need to encourage the younger generation, like my, my niece and nephews are all under the age of five. And there's this window of people in their 20s and, you know, kids in college and high school now who have this like victim mentality and stuff. So it's like that generation, I feel like unless we could change the way they think, um, they're kind of at a loss in a way, but we need to encourage people to be like, listen, if you lost, it's probably your fault. If you didn't make the team, then you just need to try harder. It's not, it's not the end of the world. You can try and try and try again. And I think that that idea or those ideals are, have been lost with a certain generation because nobody, you know, we've come so far that we don't want to see our kids hurt. And I I get where it all came from, but at the same time, it's like, you need to let them fall on their face. You need to see the service. So you understand that like, Hey, this is what it feels like when I was in high school and I started on the football team and I saw guys who are faster than me, who are stronger than me, who are in better shape, who, you know, I'm like, I didn't think like, poor me, I should get a trophy. I was like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. I want to be that. And what did he do? He's the guy who got up in the morning and ran and worked out extra hours in the weight room and, you know, practice his position. So for me, it's, I'm not going to throw my hands up and be like, somebody just give me something. I was more like, fuck this. I got to go and try harder. And yeah. I think that it's, it all stems from the way we think. And if we can encourage people to think better, then I think we're, we'll be onto something. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree, man. I mean, I see, I see. You know, you talk about the younger generation. My sister's twenty; she's a junior at Syracuse now. She just started her junior year, and you know, before she went back, when you know everyone was locked in, she kind of, you know, she kind of snapped at one point, and she started getting into that victim mentality. And you know, her and I didn't have the best childhood. You know, our our mother was a single parent. She tried as hard as she could. Neither of our fathers, like my father, was never around. Her father was around some of the time. You know. My mom made some bad decisions, ended up going to prison for a little while. And my sister started to go down that rabbit hole of like, you know, well, all these bad things happen and I don't have what my friends have. I'm like, I didn't have those fucking things. Like my friends are all my friends are from New York City. They're from Westchester. They're from Boca Raton. They're filthy rich with very wealthy families. You know, that didn't fucking stop me from from working harder than them or working just as hard as them or trying to network harder, find out my own path. Like you're no fucking different than I am. You know, you you actually had a better childhood because when our mom was doing all that bad shit, you were young. You know, when I was your age, I didn't have any of that. I could fucking put my foot through the floor of my mom's car growing up like Fred Flintstone. You know, you didn't have to do you didn't have to deal with that. We were going to fucking Disney World when you were a kid. So all these hardships that you think you have are really non-existent. They're they're just constructs of your own your own mindset because you see what other people have and you think, well, I should have that. Well, what gives you the fucking right to? To deserve the things that they have. It's comparing yeah. syndrome. Yeah. It's comparing syndrome. As I tell people all the time, the number one, one of the most important things that you, you need to stop doing is comparing yourself to other people. And, you know, when you, when you can do that, 
effectively is when you can start seeing yourself for who you truly are, what you can truly do and what you're capable of. But if you allow yourself to be, you know, clouded up by everything you see on social media, everything you see on magazine, everything you see on TV, by all this bullshit, you know, and it's like that's what's killing you. And at the same time, granted, you don't know what they've gone through. Heck, you know, maybe they're so successful because they've gone through a whole bunch of shit, too. And now their chapter is like I say, their chapter 20 is different than is is a different situation than your chapter one you know so yep. can't don't don't compare your chapters in life with somebody else who's probably already gone through a lot of shit and that's why they are now you're only seeing that because you didn't know what they went through you know and now you have to go through certain shit so you can obtain your success one day if you really put your foot down and put in the work I agree, boys. Guys, thank you so much. I got to uh, actually run to a client and stuff. But all right, man, we we appreciate okay, it. Before yeah. before you hop off, why don't you let everyone know uh, where everyone can find you on social media? You know, anything that you got uh, going on in terms of yeah. programs and stuff. Where can they find all that? Sure. So I just uh, I just started with uh, Join Ladder at Join Ladder on Instagram, and then uh, Ladder Teams. Um, great program. It's online stuff. I walk you through each workout. There's a live chat where you could communicate with me and other people who are in the on the team. Uh, and we could, uh, you know, do some really cool stuff. And as it grows, it, it's become more and more, uh, you know, interactive. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I mean, we, we just launched at the beginning of August. So it's it's been really cool watching people jump on this and uh, kind of awesome. get, get on board with the internet stuff because I've never done it before. I never really thought I had to. And now that the world fell apart, I'm like, all right, maybe this might need to be a gun that I have in my arsenal. And uh, here in New York, I teach classes um, at uh, at Kenny Santucci, you can find all my classes and then I do remote programming as well as private training. So anything involving the training world, it's like, I love it. I'm doing it. Uh, happy to help you out. And, uh, at strong New York and at Kenny Santucci are my two, uh, kind of my two handles that you guys can find me at. Awesome. Man. Thank you. Kenny. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Kenny, we, we really appreciate it, man. Great conversation. What, yeah, again soon. Real quick. What's the number one biggest piece of advice you can leave everybody today in one sentence? accountability boom one word be, beat you to it your, you know if it's bad be accountable for it if it's good be accountable for it own your shit all right love thanks it. kenny we appreciate it much love thank my brother boy. all right see you, you later man. all right love until it. next time guys thank you for listening to sweat it out with anthony mendez and josh evans enjoyed this episode make sure to subscribe rate and leave a review